The America's National Parks podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, your source for ready-for-anything outerwear this winter. L.L. Bean outerwear is packed with the most advanced materials and innovations, from high-performance jackets with NASA-developed technology to versatile fleece that layers with anything. When it comes to outdoor comfort, they've got you covered. Visit LLBean.com to find a store or shop now. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. The National Park Service is seeking input on plans to bring more internet and cell phone service into Yellowstone National Park. Tours have resumed at Wind Cave National Park. The east entrance of Glacier has reopened after being closed for many, many months and more. It's time for the latest in National Park news. I'm Jason Epperson. This is the America's National Parks podcast. And once a month on the show, we take the time out to share the news from the national parks. For the first time in 100 years, the endangered California condor will return to the Pacific Northwest. Once on the brink of extinction, this iconic species has made significant steps towards recovery. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, National Park Service, and the Yurok Tribe announced a final rule that will help facilitate the creation of a new California condor release facility for the reintroduction of condors to Yurok ancestral territory and Redwood National Park, which is in the northern portion of the species' historic range. With a wingspan of almost 10 feet, the California condor is the largest soaring land bird in North America. These massive vultures are essential members of their ecosystems and play a significant role in the spiritual and cultural beliefs of the Yurok tribe, as well as many other tribes throughout Northern California and the Pacific Northwest. California condors came amazingly close to extinction due primarily to lead poisoning from bullets in the carcasses that they scavenge. A controversial program that began in 1979 captured the 27 remaining birds in the wild in order to rehabilitate them. There are now over 300 in the wild after their reintroduction. Yellowstone Wolf 1155 was killed after wandering out of the park by none other than the governor of Montana. Governor Greg Gianforte trapped the adult black wolf approximately 10 miles north of Yellowstone's boundary on the private land of a friend. The wolves inside Yellowstone are protected from hunters. Montana does allow for trapping and hunting of wolves in other parts of the state, including those that wander out of the park's boundaries. But Gianforte killed the wolf without having completed a state-mandated wolf trapping certification course. So he was given a written warning from the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Department. He'll be able to keep the wolf skull and pelt after taking the three-hour online course. As of last year, there were at least 94 wolves in Yellowstone, according to National Park Service data. A park spokesman told Boise Public Radio this was the first Yellowstone collared wolf to be killed by a hunter this year. A former employee of Grand Canyon National Park has been sentenced to serve four years of supervised probation and is banned from the park for making fraudulent purchases on government charge cards. He must also pay back the $3,993 he spent. Dante Fowler originally told investigators that the cards were stolen, but eventually pleaded guilty at a court hearing to the two Class B misdemeanor charges. Tours of South Dakota's Wind Cave National Park have resumed after a long closure due to extensive repair work on the elevators. The elevators, which are used to take visitors in and out of the cave for ranger-led tours, stopped working in June of 2019. Repairs were completed in December of 2020, but due to the pandemic, tours were not resumed until March 20th. 
Tour reservations are first come first served and tour sizes are limited by 50% to allow for social distancing in the cave. White nose syndrome, a fungal disease that kills bats, was detected in the wind cave population earlier this month. To help protect bats from white nose syndrome, it's important that you decontaminate your caving and hiking gear and boots after visiting any cave or use gear that has never been used in a white nose syndrome affected area. Wind Cave is world famous for a calcite cave formation called boxwork, which is seen along all its tour routes. Wind Cave has more boxwork than all the rest of the world's caves combined. Access to the east side of Glacier National Park has reopened. To foot and snowmobile traffic for the time being, it will reopen to vehicles when winter closures end. Access to the park east of the Continental Divide has been closed since March 2020 to protect the Blackfeet Indian Reservation from COVID-19 due to high-risk members of the community. The decision to allow access to the east side was made after close consultation between health officials from the National Park Service, Indian Health Service, the Blackfeet Tribe, Glacier County, and the state of Montana. The National Park Service is seeking comment on a proposal to improve telecommunication services in developed areas of Yellowstone National Park. Communications equipment in Yellowstone has been controversial, but the fiber optic cable would be installed along 187 miles of existing park roads, immediately adjacent to or directly into the roadbed. The park would then be able to remove five microwave radio reflectors that were installed in the park's backcountry around 1980. Each reflector is about 28 feet high and 24 feet wide. The existing microwave radio system is the only means of telecommunication, meaning telephone, 911, and computer networks in the park interior. Broadband over fiber optic cable would replace the obsolete microwave system. It's estimated that 8% of the park is currently covered by cellular signal. The proposal would not expand authorized cellular phone coverage areas in the park and no new towers would be built, but it would substantially improve coverage quality in existing developed areas. Comments can be submitted before April 21st online at a link I'll provide in the description. Finally, the first grizzly of 2021 awoken from hibernation in Yellowstone has been spotted. On Saturday, March 13th, a pilot supporting a park wildlife study watched the bear interact with wolves at a carcass in the northern part of the park. This is the first sighting of a grizzly bear in the park this year, although tracks have been seen on several occasions in the last few weeks. Male grizzlies come out of hibernation in early March. Females with cubs emerge in April and early May. When bears emerge from hibernation, they look for food and often feed on elk and bison that died over the winter. This episode of America's National Parks was hosted by me, Jason Epperson. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search National Park Podcast. You can also join our America's National Parks Facebook group. For more great American destinations, give us a listen over at the Sea America podcast. And if you're interested in RV travel, find us at the RV Miles podcast. You can also follow Abigail and me as we travel the country with our three boys all over social media as our wandering family. Today's show was sponsored by L.L. Bean. Follow the hashtag BeAnOutsider and visit LLBean.com to find great gear for exploring the national parks.